listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, the renewal headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus summoned the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He instructed them to take nothing for the journey but a walking stick, no food, no sack, no money in their belts. They were, however, to wear sandals, but not a second tunic. He said to them, wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave. Whatever place does not welcome you or listen to you, leave there and shake the dust off your feet in testimony against them. So they went off and preached repentance, and the twelve drove out many demons, and they anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. The Gospel of the Lord. My brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you his peace. Um, It's wonderful to see all of you. I've been away visiting my family and friends in the Midwest, and I'm back, and I just um, have sincerely missed being here. And uh, for many people at the parishes, um, I really started helping uh, to serve during the pandemic. And so when I see people, I've only seen them with the mask on. (laughs) And then you see them with the mask off, you look so different. So if I act like I've never met you before, please forgive me, okay? Um, But little by little, by God's grace, we're getting there, huh? Uh, These readings uh, this weekend are just some of my favorite readings. Wow, St. Paul to the Ephesians chapter one. Maybe I should not even do a homily and let me just read that again. It's so good, it's so good. And, um, but I want you to get your money's worth, okay. So I will give you a little sermon. Um, Jesus is sending out the 12 two by two. He's given them authority And it's interesting, he tells them, take nothing for the journey. No food, no sack, no money in their belts, just wear a sandals and a tunic. I got that covered. This reading was so beloved for St. Francis and therefore all Franciscans. When I was praying over this reading, getting ready for the weekend, my heart was just bursting with joy. I love this reading. What is Jesus doing? Why would Jesus do that? Why would he send them out onto the roads and telling them, take nothing? What is that about? Well, it has to do with holy poverty. Holy poverty. St. Francis, all, all Catholic religious take the vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience, but Franciscans have a particular love for the vow of holy poverty. Take nothing for your journey. And uh, if I could try to translate what I think Jesus was doing there, he was inviting his followers to, to be uncomfortable. You know, it's counterintuitive. If you're going on a journey, is, do we have any planners here? Anybody like to plan? You know, you plan, you prepare. You know, do we have what we need? This, that, and the other thing. And um, Jesus is inviting his followers to be uncomfortable, to experience poverty, but it's holy poverty, to experience a lack or a need to be vulnerable. And because he wanted them to learn, 
you know, there were lessons that they needed to learn. And I would say the same for all of us. There are lessons that we need to learn. We need to learn that God is good. That God is good. That he loves us. He, in another place, Jesus said that God is a good father who will provide good things for his children. And um, this is what's happening. They will be provided for but it won't be connected to any plans or any efforts of their own. Rather, they will be in a posture of reception to be ready to receive God's providence. And that is really the spirituality of Jesus. I'm gonna say something a little bold. Every follower of Jesus, every believer, every Christian, every Catholic, we are called to the virtue of holy poverty to have an experience of God's goodness that the Lord wants to provide. He wants to provide. And uh, that is something so incredibly beautiful. You could immediately think of things with money, right? And uh, I'll tell you, when I was a college guy trying to figure out my path in life and I would visit these Franciscans in the Bronx, I was really shocked at how they were living, the poverty of my community. And, uh, I was both shocked and attracted. I was provoked. How could you live this way? And I'll tell you, as the years have gone on, um, my understanding of Christian poverty or holy poverty, it, it is, I, hopefully it's deepened and, and I've come to understand that it's really about the goodness of God our Father. Do you, I, I propose a question for all of us, do you know the goodness of God your Father. I would love to invite each one of you to come forward to this microphone to share a story. I'm not going to do it, but I would like to, to share a story, a testimony of some way that you knew. It wasn't just an idea that you heard in a sermon or maybe read in the book or the Bible itself, but that you experienced the goodness, the care, the particular care of God our Father. Um, I have a million stories like that. I'm just going to share two, okay. Um, in my recent wanderings, I got to stay and visit some college friends in Canton, Ohio. And if you go to Canton, Ohio, there's a couple of things you really need to see. One of which, there's a shrine. There was a woman there who had the wounds of Jesus, and she did miracles. And she's now being, can she's being considered to be canonized a saint. Her name was Rhoda Wise. And uh, there's, her house is now a shrine. And then the other thing is, Mother Angelica grew up in Canton, Ohio. How many of you know of Mother Angelica? A most amazing nun who founded EWTN, the Eternal Word Television Network. She grew up in Canton, Ohio. And um, she was uh, very sick as a teenager. And this woman, Rhoda, healed her. That was one of her miracles. And then, um, but I just, I want to give you a, uh, an encouragement. There is a biography of Mother Angelica. The author is Raymond Arroyo. He's another guy that's on EWTN. He wrote her story. And of all the books I've read, and I've read a lot of books, this is the number one book to, to strengthen your faith, the stories of this woman's life. She was a Franciscan nun, and she had a supernatural gift of faith and poverty. The things that she was able to do that God provided, it is amazing. It's like page after page after page. So I encourage you 
to pick up a copy of the, the biography of Mother Angelica. The author is Raymond Arroyo. I promise you, you will not regret it. Guaranteed, it is such a wonderful read and it's so encouraging to hear these stories of God providing. God, our loving Father, our good Father, providing for so many things. And it's just, when I, when I read it, I just, every day I was reading that book, I was like, I want more of that in my life, to be more deeply convinced that God is a loving Father who provides, who will give us what we need. Um, so one story, which is a little bit ridiculous, um, I was driving down the highway in Ohio and I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> All right, I'm too poor to pay attention, okay? And uh, I'm listening to some podcast or something and I look down and I see the empty gas tank light blinking. I had no idea how it had been blinking. Boy, did I start to pray, right? They say there's no atheists in foxholes, right? Okay, so my fervor kind of started to grow and I'm like, oh Lord, I'm in the middle of nowhere. And if you've been on the middle of nowhere on the highway in Ohio, you know, the, the exits are, you know, miles. Like, you, you'll just die. They won't even know where you are. I start praying. Lo and behold, I ran out of gas on the highway. Much to my surprise, the car was a hybrid car, and it switched over to electricity. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. <laughs> Kept going. I get to the off-ramp of the highway, and the off-ramp is downhill, Thank God, because then the electricity ran out. I coasted up to the pump at the gas station. Like I barely had to hit the brake pedal to stop. Like I coast right up to the pump. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm out of gas, I'm out of electricity. And I said, Lord, you're showing off. Wow, wow. God is a loving father. He's good, we can trust him. He wants us to know more deeply in our hearts that he does care, that he does love for us. He wants to provide, especially in situations where we can't do it ourselves. Especially, I'm thinking of so many situations, whether it be finances, whether it be healing of relationships, forgiveness, whether it be the forgiveness of sins that we struggle with, whether it be overcoming fear and anxiety about a whole list of things, we must turn again to God our Father, to trust him, to, to rejoice in the opportunity to experience his care, his providence. There will be suffering, the cross is always there. There will be trial, there will be um, well, in the language of the Bible, a testing. I believe that Jesus is testing his apostles here. But if we can go forward with trust, that what St. Paul tells us in Ephesians, that in Christ he's blessed us with every blessing, that our Father wants to reveal to us his love, his care, his providence, that he is good. He is good. Um, I was, if I got here earlier, I was going to ask Jen and our, our cantor, there's a song that I love. I wish we could sing it during communion. It's probably not going to happen, but if you want to go on Google or YouTube, you are a good, good father. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's who you are. And I am loved by you. That's who I am. That's who I am. That's who I am. It's one of my favorite songs. And I think it captures the readings this weekend so perfectly 
You are a good, good father. I am loved by you. That's who you are. That's who I am. That's who we are. And it's good to be part of God's family. Amen. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans mm-hmm.